You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Don't tell me, bye Welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the New Jersey Devil, Mikey Manfredi! Yeah, I'm Satan now. What's up? <laughs> you, Satan is so casual, gotta say. <laughs> uh, this new PR move that he's making of just being a more casual devil. I mean... You know, he's just yeah. The Jersey he's just Devil hanging is out like, on the shore. So scary looking. If you've actually seen pictures and stuff, what like the actual mascot? No, like the Jer- yeah, or like, the, yeah, or the, the, like... the New Jersey Devil's mascot. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jersey team. Devil. Yeah, it's a hockey team. Uh, it's your hockey team, you Jersey person. No, I got nothing. Jersey Devil, looking up, I'm looking at pictures now. There, there are several. Okay, what is this thing? It looks like it has a goat head. Yeah, it's got a goat a head and like horn. four legs, and it stands on two. It's it's creepy, man. A giraffe neck, a giraffe neck, bat wings, but like the bat wings are like the size of like for an, uh, uh, like a giant yeah, thing. Man. Now let me look at the mascot. Compare it. The mascot is literally just like a cartoon version of what you would think the devil would look like. Where is his wings? Yeah, he has no wings. He's just he's just a devil that just happens to live in the shore. He's just hanging out with Snooky, hanging out with who happens to live on the shore. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Whoa! Oh my God, Mikey! Oh, I gotta put this. I'm gonna put this in our Skype call because oh, Jesus Christ, because it's great. Uh, if anyone looks up, I my Google search was Jersey Devil mascot, um, and I found. What is this? The one, two, th- all the, the picture all the way on the right. Well, I guess it depends on what sort of desktop you're using. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The tenth picture is amazing, Mikey. I'm sending you in our Skype call I'm right now. I'm so scared about what I'm doing. It's a picture of the New Jersey Devil lifting up his hockey jersey and revealing a six pack. It's the best thing I've ever seen on the internet. Oh. Oh my god i like how that's just hockey pads <laughs> it's just it's just hockey pad but he has a six pack that's that's what a hockey... that's what a chess card looks it's just a chess card he's ripped looks though like a... mikey why he's a ripped devil <laughs> jim tan laundry mikey welcome you live on the jersey shore <laughs> welcome to our new podcast the jersey devil <laughs> That's where we talk about all things Jersey Devil. Oh my god. Oh, he's got a six pack. All dude. things he's Jersey ripped. Devil and Jersey Devil's six pack and how much he GTLs. Dude. No no one he's red because he tans he doesn't tan, he burns. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Is we're a wrestling podcast, the- right? We're a wrestling podcast where we book shows, but besides booking shows, 
we talk about the New Jersey Temple. Um, okay, well, uh, let's get let's get straight into the pre-show where we talk about whatever we want, really, Mikey, because just just warm ourselves up. But this pre-show I have set up, Mikey. You don't know anything about it because I I, I had this idea when I woke up this morning. Okay, shoot. Um, I, I will shoot. Um, don't don't test me, sir. I will shoot. Um, I got I got a t-shirt cannon and a, okay. Anyways, anyways, pre-show. I thought uh, I feel like I feel like we need more personality on the show, Mikey. Um, uh, besides New Jersey Devil Talk, ska music discussions, uh, I feel like we need more 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 of our own personality. But I wanted to keep it WWE based. So where do you get WWE based personality? None other than BuzzFeed's quiz. Which current WWE superstar are you? So, Mikey. <laughs> What we are doing in this pre-show is you and I will be... Con- <laughs> I love the thumbnail and that link I sent you. It was just John Cena. Um, what we're going to do, Mikey, is going to take this BuzzFeed quiz to find out which current WWE superstars we are. Because according to this quiz that was posted on August 15, 2014, this quiz is what's best for business. So, Mikey, if you can open up that link and... um. Uh, conduct my business with me, then let's figure out what current WD, WD, WD 40 current WWE <laughs> superstar are, are, are we? Are you ready, Mikey? I'm sorry. I'm just stuck on which WD 40 are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, are there different brands of WD 40? No. <laughs> Is there... It's W. It's just like, are you the, the compressed air can or the compressed air can? <laughs> Are you 12-ounce, 20-ounce, petroleum-based specialist, 10-ounce? Ooh. All right. Okay. Uh, Let's let's fucking do this. I want to figure out what WWE... Okay, what guess of what WWE superstar are you? Right before we take the quiz, let's have a guess. Who do you think you are? There's so many. I don't know. Keep in mind, this quiz was published in 2014. So that's four years ago. Um... So, I mean, you're not going to be Velveteen Dream here, but also their logo is still the old WWE logo. So my guess, Mikey, is I think I'll be a John Cena type. That'd be my guess. I'm all about that hustle, loyalty, respect. Fruity Pebbles are my favorite cereal. Um, Uh, I think it'd be like, I don't even know. I mean, the obvious guess is Sami Zayn, right? Yeah, it's gotta be. You are a ska boy. A ska boy um, at heart. Like like the New Jersey Devil and Sami Zayn, uh, they're both red. You're not that <laughs> red, but the connection... Okay, the connection I lost. I lost the connection. That's fine. Like, I, I didn't have a good one there. I may That's be, fine. I might be a Dean Ambrose type. Ooh, ooh a, a nasty boy. Uh, a lunatic fringe, if you will. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's get the let's get on with this quiz. I I'm really excited. I'm honestly really really excited. There's a pop up that popped up, and I have no idea how to get rid of it. I got rid of it. I'm a god. Anyways, Mikey, uh, uh, you're you're loading it up right now. Yeah. I believe right. I have I have okay. it up. Yeah, I'm ready. To go. Okay, then let's let's answer the first question. What's your dream job? President, Wall Street broker, quarterback, veterinarian, movie star, rock star, hunter, ship captain, or CEO? I like how Hunter is one of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> which which superstar do you think that relates to? Dude, I don't know, man. I'm going to pick movie star. I think a movie star would be a fun thing for me. Mikey? I'm going to go with rock star. Okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so happy that I'm taking a BuzzFeed quiz on this podcast right now. <laughs> Alright, what weapon would you use in a fight? I don't use weapons, I fight fair. Brass knuckles, thumbtacks, kendo stick, guitar, steel chair, 2 by 4 table, or sledgehammer? It's gotta be a table, right? That's my guess. I'm going table. I'm gonna go... I'm going table off the bat. Uh, kendo stick. Because why not? Pick an author. <laughs> what? I don't read enough. <laughs> J.K. Rowling, Brett Easton Ellis, Ernest Hemingway... Uh, Junot Dia. I'm definitely not pronouncing your first name. I'm, I'm sorry. Chuck Poet. Oh, God. These are Hunter S. Thompson. There's another Hunter. Anne Rand. Tony Morrison. Edgar Allan Poe. I'm going Ernest Hemingway. I actually liked his work. I actually like his work a lot. I'm going to go Edgar Allan Poe. Nice. Nice. Pick an old school legend. Hulk Hogan. Fuck that guy. Mr. Perfect. Roddy Roddy Piper. Macho. Macho. Uh, I don't have the impression in my voice right now. Randy Savage. Oh, Rick Flair. Yes. Never do a slim There gym. it is. Oh, oh, God. I can't get it. It's too early in the morning. I have. Uh, so weird thing about my impressions, Mikey. I don't like always have them. They, they go away and back all the time. Like I can do a Batman impression if like I w- can warm up to it. I can't just go in cold. Anyways, macho, macho man. Okay, that's okay. You can't just you can't just be called up on it. It has to. It's got to. It's got to build. So, anyways, Randy Savage, Ric Flair, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ted DiBiase, Ultimate Warrior, or Iron Sheik. I'm gonna go with Rowdy here. Rowdy, Rowdy. I'm going with Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Macho Man. I got a I got a vinyl pop of him somewhere. I don't know where the hell it is though. Pick a WWE celebrity guest. The Muppets, Pitbull, Mike Tyson, <laughs> Cindy Lauper, Hugh Jackman, Betty White, Mr. T, Snoop Dogg, or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm gonna go Snoop. Going to the Muppets. I'm going Snoop. How how do you hate how do you hate the Muppets, Mikey? The Muppets are great and I I don't I hate the Muppets, them. I just like Snoop. You just okay, well I, how dare you. Your theme song should be written by whom? Jay Z. You too. Metallica. Beethoven. Beyonce, the Ramones, Johnny Cash, Most Def, or Radiohead. I'm between Metallica and the Ramones here. I'm gonna go with Most Def. I'm gonna go with the Ramones. Oh, nice. The Ramones. Pick are... an Undertaker. I like how there's enough to pick from. <laughs> well, this is my this is my least favorite portion of the quiz. Pick an Undertaker. I can't describe this to the audience, but it's nine different pictures of the Undertaker, and it's not like nine different gimmicks. Like the biker Undertaker is not in here at all. It's like three of them are like the same Undertaker. Two of them are like old school Undertaker. Three of them are also the old. Like, I don't understand what the point of this question is. I think it's literally just pick one. I'm just going to pick the one with his tongue sticking out in the top right corner. I'm going to pick the one of uh, uh, bottom right of bald Undertaker with like kind of goatee, but you cannot. You, it's I can't describe it. It's so stupid. Good choice. Good choice. What do you feel like drinking right now? Nesquik, beer, vodka, press juice, martini, Red Bull, moonshine, whiskey, or red, red wine? Honestly, I can go for a Red Bull right now. Ooh, so I'll, I, I, I wish water was on here because my throat is already dying. But I'll go with a nice pressed juice. <laughs> Actually, honestly, I'll go for whiskey. I would, I would enjoy a whiskey at, at a 10.26 th- a.m. morning. Pick a wrestling mask. 
Um, we got nine wrestling masks here, all from various luchadors. We got a Rey Mysterio. We got a L.A. Park there. We got a um, Masquerita Sangrada uh, and a bunch of other people. I'm going to go with L.A. Park. I like his, I like his attire. I like his essence. I'm going to go with Rey Mysterio because I grew up watching him. That's fair enough. I met him one time. That was an interesting. It was, a, it was this autograph signing. Uh, he was pretty cool. It was very quick because like like autograph signings. There's so many people. And it was at a random Best Buy, I think. Mm-hmm. So it was just like you get there, he signs it, you take a picture, and it's like, okay, see you, bye, Ready Mysterio. You're a legend. I love you. And then that's it. <laughs> Anyways, pick a tag team partner: Robin, Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother, Harley Quinn, Hit Girl, Jesse Pinkman, Kato, which is uh the guy from Green Hornet. I believe Snape, War Machine, or Doctor Watson. This is a really random gathering of characters. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm having the most fun in my life right now. <laughs> okay, um, if I had to, I'm gonna go with Harley Quinn because I know she can kick some ass. That's true. I uh, mean, Hit Girl can't. I mean, okay, that's true. You guys like Harley Quinn better as a character. I'm gonna go with War Machine. Because he's he's a tactical person, and we need some sort of diversity. Because I'm white as white as milk. Pick a wrestling diva. Well, did they just call them divas? Oh my god. Yeah, they did. Well, this is 2014. Did the divas still exist in 2014? Oh, probably. Tristratus, the Bellas, Paige, Natalia, Naomi, Lita, Stephanie McMahon, Beth Phoenix, or AJ Lee. I'm going with AJ Lee. I'll go with Paige. Uh, mine was my guess was right. <laughs> What's what was your guess? I got Dean Ambrose. You got Dean Ambrose? Oh, hit me with mm. hit me with what that says. You'll punch, scratch, spit, kick, do pretty much anything to get ahead, but you might be a little hot you might be a little hot headed. But that's okay. All the great men and women in this world were a little hot headed for success and you're no different. That's amazing. I got Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> you're Superman. You got the spirit of a warrior and the power of a god. Which I love. Your mind is set. The shield. <laughs> your mind is set. You're willing to do whatever it takes to break out into the superstar you really are. You are a powerhouse of a human. Dun 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 dun. Oh my god! So we have two thirds of the shield ru- booking the, the big next dog. episode. The big dog himself and the lunatic fringe himself amazing well we got two-thirds of the shield here seth rollins is somewhere wherever the hell he is it could be you out there the viewer or the listener (laughs) wow what what an answer mikey i love it i love the cross promotion (laughs) i'm all about it um okay okay i um okay um Well, I thought that was barely successful. I think that was a very fun pre-show. I don't know how the audience is going to feel about it, but I sure loved it. <laughs> I had a fucking amazing time doing this. Uh, but I also have an amazing time booking SmackDown Live. That's a transition if I've ever seen one, Mikey. We got there. It's time to hit the books. It's time to motherfucking hit the books. I'm cursing up a storm today for some reason. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. Who knows? Anyways, hit the books, Mikey. That's where we came. <laughs> it's it's a weird one today. It's a kooky bookie if I if I've ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying yeah to respond. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what um, to say anymore, honestly. I love it. I'm I 
I love it. Anyways, okay, let's 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 hit the books. <laughs> I'm just still giggling over here. Okay, I my mouth is just so wide and smiley. Like it's just like it's just I'm, I'm, I'm just having so much fun right now. Okay, let's hit these books. Let's have the let's get the <laughs> screw the fun. Let's have some stress of of booking because of all the things that are happening in our lives. Um, and I need to come down. Right, we went against our brand. We're both raw superstars. No. <laughs> well, if there was a quiz that said which SmackDown Live superstar you are, I would have wholly picked that one. But sadly, there wasn't. This is like the only quiz that I could find. But Mikey, don't worry. There are plenty of other quizzes. Like which championship belt are you? Which finisher oh, are you? <laughs> There's so many more to, to find out. I'm very excited. Okay, let's get let's get into the actual show. <laughs> Let me calm down. Let me. Right, let's go over what happened last week. Okay. <clears throat> oh God, I need a breather. Okay. <clears throat> Last week, episode three, our show opener was The Miz coming out with a boot on his leg, walking to the ring. He proceeds to essentially recreate Matt Hardy's retirement speech from last week. Um, you know, saying that like he will no longer be able to compete because of his quote unquote broken leg or sprain or whatever, because of what Dan Bryan has done to him. And who comes out? Dan Bryan himself. He comes out and tries to get the Miz to shut his mouth because the Miz shouldn't make fun of legends, you know, who are forced to retire from something, from something they love, just like Dan Bryan did, just like Matt Hardy did two weeks ago. Miz is confused because that's what he's doing right now. He's retiring for what you did to him. Um, but luckily for Bryan, the Miz has a new protege, a new rookie. Mike Kanellis comes out and beats up Dan, Dan Bryan and then ends up standing alongside the Miz to open the show. Backstage segment, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins come up to Paige, our general manager, and ask to still be the number one contender for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Paige essentially tells him, look, guys, we need to move on. Neither of you won your one-on-one match. Neither of you won the handicap match. We kind of need to move on here. Um, it's it's getting ridiculous. donkeys. Uh, she didn't say that word for word, but the essence is there. Um, she essentially informs them that, hey, I picked a new number one contender. In walks in Drew McIntyre. Paige informs them all that if McIntyre wins his match in the main event with AJ Styles tonight, he will be the new number one contender. Next up, Lana versus Becky Lynch with Carmella on commentary. A very quick squash match, five minutes maybe. Becky Lynch aggressively just uh, uh, manhandles Lana. Um, uh, Following the match, Charlotte Flair comes out, storms the ring, and Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair start start fisticuffing all left and right. At some point during the fight, Lynch throws Flair onto Carmella, who's just sitting there on commentary, and Lynch then sees what she's done, happy about it, walks out. In our finals of the tag team tournament, we have the Bar versus Slater and Rhino. Thanks to a randomizer, we made this match a tables match. The finish being Sheamus brogue kicks Hafe Slater, who then falls onto Cesaro, mimicking how Slater and Rhino sort of won their match against the Usos before. Rhino goes to gore Sheamus, but Sheamus uses Rhino's momentum to throw Rhino through a table that is in the corner, allowing the bar to not only win this match, but become the new number one contenders for the SmackDown Live Tag Team titles. Backstage segment, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins meet up backstage to talk about what they're going to do about Drew McIntyre, essentially saying that, hey, 
I know we don't get along, but we can both agree that even though we don't meet eye to eye, we can both agree that McIntyre does not deserve our our number one contender position. And they make an unholy alliance of sorts. Next up is a sing-off competition. Elias versus Aiden English. The two try to out-sing each other. At one point, Elias and Aiden English harmonize perfectly. And this competition turns friendly because they both pause look at each other longingly. Like, damn, that was... Those are some good harmonies. Rusev sees this look, look, gets jealous, and attacks Elias. English pulls Rusev off, and the two walk backstage. Aiden English certainly confused about his friendships and a possible new partner. Who knows? Next up is a tag match, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, which we still do not have a tag team name. So if you have a tag team name for this new Riot Squad members, Mikey, I don't have, I don't, I don't have one yet. I'm still thinking of one. Uh, but we still don't have one, so if you have one, tweet it at Hit the Books Pod, and we'll and we'll consider it and make that Liv Morgan Sarah Logan's tag team name. But besides that, we have those two: Liv Morgan Sarah Logan versus the Bear Huggers, Bailey and Nia Jax. Who Bailey and Nia Jax win this match by Nia Jax pinning Liv Morgan. In our main event, we have AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. Stipulation being, if Drew McIntyre is able to beat AJ Styles. Drew McIntyre becomes the new number one contender for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Halfway through the match, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins come out and attack both Styles and McIntyre. Chaos ensues. There's chair shots. There's there's power bombs. There's super kicks. What have you? Paige comes out and says that she's had enough of this number one contendership crap. She makes the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match at Hell in a Cell a Hell in a Cell, Fatal 4-Way. She needs to control this chaos, and what's a better way to control chaos than put it in a cage, uh, a beautiful um, hellish cage called the Hell in a Cell structure. It will be Styles versus McIntyre versus Rollins versus Owens at Hell in a Cell. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our episode from last week, Mikey. How, how does it feel? Oh, it feels good. Um... A lot of cool stuff happened. A lot of story, more storylines to work on this week. Something to put on the back burner, and then I think we're set up for Hell in a Cell coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. Oh. Real quickly, Mikey. I should have done this. I'm. I should have sprinkled this in <clears throat> when I was doing these things. But let us go over some of those preview and review polls that we posted for for last week's episode. Oh yeah, let's do that. Um. So, for instance, I'll, I'll just I'll hit you with the top contenders, I guess. Segment number one, The Miz has announced. This is our preview poll. You can find these preview and review polls on Monday and Wednesday, respectively, on our Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. Go role play with us here. Imagine seeing. Imagine if you saw these segments on WB's website. Would you be excited about them? Make your voice heard. We want you to want you to answer these polls, and we'll definitely take them in consideration. Because if people don't like these storylines, then we need to figure out something. Um, so segment one, our preview poll about whether or not people are excited. The Miz has announced for the WB universe. That's a three on a scale of one to four. That's a three. So so people are fairly good. Pretty excited. Pretty, pretty cool about it. That's 60% of the votes becoming a three. So that's fairly good. Um, Lana versus Becky Lynch, a hundred percent for a three. So people are definitely pretty excited about it. The tag team match at the bar versus Slater Rhino. Got a 3.5 because it got two 
a 40% three and a 40% four. So that's, I'll take that as a 3.5. That's nice, people nice. are more excited. Um, next up, also a three, Elias versus Eng- Aiden English on the excitometer, which is a word I just made up. Excitometer. Liv, and, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan versus ba- Bailey and Nia Jax gets a two. Six percent of the votes going to two. Mm, so people seem to be mad about this match. Not mad per se, but just so far least excited about it. Um, and then our main event, most excited. Sixty percent of the votes going to four are most excited for the AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre, which makes sense. I mean, I, I would be excited to see that any day of the week. Um, but that was our preview poll. In a review poll, this is where people vote on how they like their booking from last week, essentially. And we take that in consideration to figure out, you know, whether or not we're, w- w- if we're doing on the right path. So um, right now, segment number one with the Miz, I guess, fake annou- announcement with his fake retirement announcement. But his real announcement of his brand new rookie, Mike Kanellis, that got a 6% of a 3. So, again, staying at a 3. So, I guess that lived up to the height. Yeah. Which is good. Backstage segment of of General Manager Page talking to Rollins and Owens about Drew McIntyre gets a 3.5. Ooh. 40% of votes going to 3 and 40% going to 4. Uh, uh, the match of Lynch versus Lana with the eruption afterwards of Flair and Becky gets a three 80% of the votes going to three segment four the bar defeating Slater and Rhino in a tables match 80% of the votes go to three again so every, everything's sort of living up to the hype so far it sounds like yeah everything everything's keeping its uh three status mm-hmm, mm-hmm. backstage segment of Owens and Rollins forming a new partnership gets a uh 2.5 um Ooh, uh, 40 people are less excited about that. 40% of two 40% of three People maybe think they could have done better on that booking about making a partnership. Who knows? Um, singing competition. 80% of the votes go to three. People like that a lot. They didn't love it. They liked it a lot, which is fine by me. I mean, I know I love it. Oh, yeah. Now, this one's interesting. The the tag match of Bailey and Nia Jax defeating Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. 40% of the votes go to three, but also 40% of the votes go to one. People hated the booking. Or kind of liked it. So, <laughs> it's a weird in-between, huh? It was like, you either hate it or like, it's not bad. Yeah, so I'll split the difference and say it's a two, which did then live up to the hype of it, the excitement of it. I guess. <laughs> so, I feel like, I mean, I think it's fair to say, Mikey, our, our Nia Jax Bailey storyline here needs some some sort of kick. It's just sort of yeah, like... it needs something to make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. And then finally, in our main event, with the AJ Styles Drew McIntyre match being interrupted by Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, and the announcement of the fatal four-way Hell in a Cell match at the pay-per-view, gets 80% of the votes going towards four. So people loved that segment. So that is exciting stuff. So we're doing a fairly good job of, of keeping the excitement there and then sort of meeting expectations. We're not, we're not dropping below expectations. We're not rising above them. But we're sort of meeting them. So I guess that's... Good? I feel like we're doing a yeah. good job then? We're meeting expectations. <laughs> <laughs> People think we're okay. <laughs> that's, I mean, okay. Well, that's, come on, audience. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We got to be honest with ourselves. If we're doing an okay job, then how do we raise the stakes? Um, I mean, it, it's also, I think it's fair to say that it is sort of tough because we are sort of um, starting from scratch a little bit. Like we're kind of constructing these, these storylines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say 
our our Bailey Nia Jax thing needs something because yeah. it's just sort of like okay they're fight it's sort of like getting into fifty fifty territory for the booking wise. But I don't know. We need we need to figure out something or do something about it. I agree. Okay. Well, without further ado, that is what happens with our episode three. Let's talk about episode four. Let's talk about this episode, Mikey. Mm-hmm. What do we what do we want to do? We have a whole show to book here. Okay, I was thinking for a show opener, we could do um, uh, English and Rusev. English kind of being like, all right, we need to talk about last week, because that was a little overreaction. Is this Rusev talking to it in English? No, it's English talking to Rusev. Like, he's, like, kind of, like, upset about, like, not upset at Rusev, but, like, he's like, come on. I feel like this would be, uh, uh, what about instead of a show opener, that would be a good backstage segment. Okay. Like, like English coming up to him and like catering or whatever is just like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, we need to talk about last week. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to plop this somewhere and, and, and whatever. Backstage segment. It's so what, so what happens? What is this conversation between Aiden English and Rusev? Ru- two members of Rusev Day. Uh, Aiden's like, Aiden's like, what was that last week? You, you freaked out a little bit over like not really anything. I'm not sure why you snapped on Elias like that. And then Rusev's like, what if Rusev is like, cause I did cause he was clearly winning it. I didn't want you to lose. And the Aiden's like, uh, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Aiden's like, you didn't think I was going to win that. Ooh. Ooh. You didn't think I was winning. Yeah. You didn't think I was winning. You didn't think I was going to win that mat, that sing off. And Rusev is like, no, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Come on, have a happy Rusev day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. What do you think? I feel like it's okay. I feel like we need to, I think there needs to be, I don't know. I feel like it's missing something. I don't know what. In English comes over and says, hey, Rusev, we need to talk about last week. You, what was that about? It was a totally fine sing-off competition We where I was totally... We're totally going great. Why? Why'd you interrupt us? Rusev is like, uh, because you were, you weren't, you weren't. What? What was? Oh, fuck. Um. What if Aiden's like, you were, were you jealous? And Rusev's like, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, were you jealous of 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 our harmonization or whatever? He's like, no, 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 no. Uh, Rusev, I'm a Machka crush. <laughs> um, and he, and he's like, oh, you're jealous. He's like, I'm not jealous. And then, and then Aiden's like, "All right, then why did you do it?" Um, and I don't know what happens next. I feel like, hmm, hmm. I feel like whatever we do, I think the ending of this backstage segment is Elias coming out and attacking Rusev. You think so? Yes, I think I think I think it's Elias coming out and attacking Rusev. I think before that happens, Aiden has to like kind of like walk away, kind of angry, so he doesn't like he doesn't really know it happened, you know. Interesting that he doesn't because I don't think that Rusev Day is gonna be like done after that one thing. So I don't think Elias coming in and attacking Rusev and Aiden being like, "All right." Well, I don't think he's. Uh, well, I was gonna say he's not all right, but he pulls off Elias off of Rusev. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. And then I guess Lana runs over to help up Rusev. And then we have an image of, of Lana and Rusev on one side and Aiden English and Elias on the other. Ooh. It, it's it's not like they're a t- new f- formation, but just, hey, like, hey, 
these two together. Because Ooh, he's just holding it back. Sowing the seeds, maybe. That's some. That's something. Yeah. So they t- they come up. Ian English comes up, talk about last week, saying, "Hey, what happened?" Um, Rusev is like, "Oh, it just, uh, just." What's the conversation? I I can't get over the. What what is this conversation between the two? Uh, I don't know, but we aren't the writers. God damn it! We. Well, what's the story points? The story points are that Rusev is jealous that Aiden was friends with somebody else for a second. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. I'm good with that. Rusev is... And he thinks Aiden is trying to ruin Rusev Day. Ooh, ooh, okay, and I like that. I like that. That gives Rusev reasoning and thinks English is trying to ruin Rusev Day because how dare he? Yeah. Is he talking about the actual holiday or the tag team? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer. English trying to ruin Rusev Day. Um... Uh, English says what? English goes, what What do you mean? We I just had a sing-off. Like, he's just like... He's like confused. Yeah, he's of? confused. He's like, well, how How would I be ruining... Like, all I did was have a sing-off and you that you ruined. Mm-hmm. And then Elias attacks. Yeah. And then, like, a guitar gets smashed over Rusev's head. Yeah. Uh, Elias attacks Rusev. Um, English pulls... Unlike last week, where it was the op- where Rusev pulled or English pulled Rusev off of Elias, um, English is now pulling Elias off of Rusev. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, and then Lana comes over to help up Rusev. Hmm. Okay, okay, backstage segment in place. I will put that somewhere else. Um, what else can we do? We so we have okay. So let's 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 get some things out of the way. We we gotta do Balor and Nakamura. We gotta do something of that feud. We did more of Rusev Day and Elias. We gotta do something with Balor and Nakamura. We got what was the other one we had to do? I think. No, I think it was just Balor and Nakamura. Yeah, we need to do something of them. Maybe maybe Balor and Nakamura could be the show opener. Ooh, ooh! I remember my idea for a show opener. Okay. Uh, AJ Styles comes out and talks about what happened last week and the fact that he is now facing three people at Fatal Four Way. Okay. At, at at Hell in a Cell. Maybe he's like, what? What Owens and what Owens and uh, Rollins did was cowardly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe he <laughs> maybe he says something like like uh, from Owens, I expect that, but Rollins, that was a new low. Yeah. And then who comes out? Rollins. And he's like, listen, man, I did what I had to do. He's like, you understand. When you're fighting for the championship, when you're fighting for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, you gotta, you got to make alliances where they are, even if they're with buttholes like Kevin Owens. <laughs> even if they're with buttholes like Kevin Owens. Yeah, even if if they're the wrong guys, I'm I'm trying to, I deserve to be the number one, the only, the single number one contender, not these two other guys. I don't I don't want to have I don't want to be on their on their team. I want to be you one on one, the dream match, the match that the WWE universe wants: Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, the dream match that people have been wanting for years. I want that match. That's what I think that I deserve, that you deserve, and the WWE Universe deserves. Then Kevin Owens comes out. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was thinking, what if he's like, what if Rollins does that whole thing, and then is like, but for now, 
I have to take what I can get. And then, like, Owens is behind AJ with a chair. Oh, shit. You're real, And just wails him. Is, oh, my God. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, it, does that mean that Seth Rollins is, is, like, definitely teaming up with, like, Kevin Owens and now is, like, definitely heel? Maybe maybe not a team up, but they know it's like a mutual like kind of like they're both benefiting off of this kind like by weakening the champion down. But that's sort of heelish. It is sort of heelish. It is sort of heelish for Seth Rollins to to do that. I don't know. I don't know if I want Seth Rollins as a heel though. Okay. Okay. Maybe maybe not that then. Hmm. Maybe he just does that promo and is like, all right. And then Kevin Owens comes out and does the thing that you were going to say because I cut you off and I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine, Mikey. You're fine. I just, I don't, I don't know if I want Seth Rollins. Seth, I don't know if I want Seth Rollins as the heel, especially being since it'd be a fa- couple reasons. One, um, there's already two heels in the match. Yeah. It, then if we make him a heel, then it's like three heels. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Which is that's a lot of lot of it's a lot of heels against the face. Yes, that's that's my big my big point. That's so fair. maybe like that's the dream match. What if what if okay 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 yeah yeah okay I got I got I got an idea that kind of combines our two ideas. Okay. Kevin Owens comes out. Seth Rollins says this is the dream match the WWE universe has wanted. Uh, Rollins versus AJ Styles for the WWE World Heavyweight Ch- Title Championship. Whatever, Vince McMahon. Kevin Owens comes out, essentially says that uh, Seth Rollins doesn't deserve nothing. Um, he he wouldn't have, he wouldn't be in this fatal four way match if he didn't come up to him last week and make a partnership with him. Yeah, I was like, if it wasn't for me, neither of us would have a title shot. Yes, that 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 you're you just got grandfathered into getting this title shot. Why actually put it in the work? of making our relation a relationship out of this. Mm. Yada yada yada. The Kevin Owens talks. Kevin Owens is maybe like let's say Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are in the ring. Kevin Owens is on the stage and this he's saying all this. Mm. Yada yada yada. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are distracted. Who comes up behind them? McIntyre. McIntyre with that cheer that steel chair. Or maybe not even a steel chair, but maybe also a steel chair. But he definitely does some sort of claymore on someone. Yeah. I think it's AJ Styles. And then, like, Rollins tries to take him out, and it's like, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just Drew McIntyre just overpowers Seth Rollins because he's a freaking monster. And then he, like, stares at Owens across like through, across the ring and up the stage, and Owens just kind of, like, puts his hands up and walks back and walks away, just walks to the back. And it's like, nope, I am taking no part in this. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that. I like that, I like that, I like that. And then that gives me an idea about our main event. Or possibly another match besides a main event, but some match in our, our card. Okay. A tag match, player. We get Teddy Long to come out as as our new general manager because um, our old general manager flew the coop. Because <laughs> she's uh, a bird. bird pun. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, Mikey. Um, we make a tag match. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's main or main event, but I think it's definitely a match in our card. I like it. So that would be 
something. Unless we have a better main event, I don't know what it, what it would be right now. But I mean, for know, right now, this is pretty good. It's a pretty, 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 pretty good. Oh, God, my voice hurts from doing that. Um. Okay. Well, then let's get let's get one match in. What, what what's one more match that we can do? We have a show opener. We have a backstage segment. We have a match, possibly a main event. We could do Nakamura versus someone. Ooh, yeah. Nakamura hasn't wrestled yet. Yeah. We could put Nakamura like in a match. Yeah. Who against whom? Sin Cara, Bray Wyatt. Ooh, we could do Nakamura versus Bray Wyatt, and then we could start like tying in all like the crazy stuff happening to Bray. Mm-hmm. How does Finn Balor? How is Finn Balor involved? I have an idea for that. Okay, so let's do this. Um, Nakamura versus Wyatt. A very weird matchup. Now that I think about it, like I like I don't think I feel like I. I mean, obviously they're on two different brands right now, but like just the idea of like a Nakamura versus Bray Wyatt just feels like a really weird matchup, and I'm kind of into it. I'm into it. Um, so we got Nakamura versus Wyatt. On his way to the ring, Wyatt, like you said last week, on his way to the ring, Wyatt goes to blow out his lantern, and it it like goes out before he gets a chance to like on while he's walking to the ramp, like through the ramp or whatever. Mm-hmm. It goes out and the lights come back on. He's just like, oh, okay. So is the crowd. The crowd who's all doing the fireflies and everything. Like what? What's actually, the... actually, okay. actually, maybe not yet. Not yet. I have a, I have a, I have an idea of what could happen for this match. I think he just blows it out like normal, and the whole entrance is fine. Okay, then that's fine. Then what's up? What are we doing? I was thinking Nakamura wins this match because, like, Wyatt's setting up for his finishing move, and the lights go out, and the lantern flickers back on. Interesting. And Wyatt is like, he turns around, he looks at it, he's like on his knees, and then the lights go back on, and he eats a Kinshasa interesting okay 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 then you said you also had an idea about how balor can be involved oh i was thinking balor can come out and do the same thing that um uh nakamura did to him after the match where he wins he comes out like slow clapping he's like congrats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep i was thinking the exact same thing he's like congrats nakamura but unfortunately at hell in a cell that won't be what's happening <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah yeah I'll be standing above you with that title in my hand. Some Ooh, uh, an Irish whoa, accent. Whoa, whoa, an Irish accent from Mikey? <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Whoa. And that was and that was totally you and not Finn Balor coming onto the show, right? <laughs> yeah. Alright, Finn, get out of here. <laughs> God, yeah, that was so me. All of it. Wow. I thought I thought Finn was here. No, it's actually Mikey. <laughs> Wow, God! I, I, for a second there, for a second there, I thought your your amazing Irish accent was 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 Finn Balor, but no. I mean, I mean, I don't have a Southern accent at all. But I mean, if I did, I'm sure it'd be as close to AJ Styles. Uh, I'm sure it would. Be. <laughs> um, okay, um, Nakamura, Nakamura versus Wyatt. Um, for the first time ever, Nakamura versus Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a main event. Honestly, honestly, Mikey, I think that's our main event because it's a match that's first time ever. Um, we have a storyline with Wyatt, but then also presumably announcement from Finn Balor saying that we're going to make a Hell in a Cell match. Maybe not a Hell in a Cell match, but I just like at the pay-per-view. Yeah, yes, uh, uh, a, pay- a pay-per-view Hell in a Cell. They should really call the pay-per-view something else. It's very hard it is. To, to talk about things. Um, a match for the United States Championship 
at Hell in a Cell. Honestly, I would be I, I'm totally down if that's being our main event, or we can make it a tag match. What do you think? Um, I think that's a cool main event. I agree with you. There's a lot of storylines happening, a lot of things going on. It's the first time ever. I think it's a good main event. Okay, Nakamura versus Bray Wyatt. So at the end of the match, or near the end of the match, Bray Wyatt goes for the finish. Goes for his finisher, his sister Abigail. Fin- is it what is it, what's the finisher called? Is it called sister Abigail? I don't know what it's called anymore. <laughs> uh, he hasn't been. Has he been on TV? Yeah, he has not been really. on TV. I mean, occasionally with brothers with uh, not brothers of destruction. What am I saying? With the leaders of worlds. Yeah, but he's also on Raw and. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yes, it's totally called sister Ab- Abigail. Okay, so he goes for his sister Abigail. He has that lead up of like he's upside down, looking very creepy. The lights go out. The Woken Abigail. The Woken Abigail uh, uh, awakens inside the lantern. Lantern light is on. Bray Wyatt looks at it and is very sort of like confused, awestruck, um, maybe scared a little bit Mm. because Sister Abigail is coming back into his life possibly. Lantern and lights come, or lantern goes off, lights, arena lights come on. He turns around. Eats a Kinshasa from a Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura wins and and, and wins. Shinsuke Nakamura wins and also gets the And win. he wins. And he wins the match. Um, following the match, Finn Balor comes out. Slow clap. Um, slow claps his way to the ring. Mm-hmm. Saying... Uh, uh, I haven't thanked you at all for uh, for or welcoming to me to SmackDown Live, Shinsuke. But I think it's time to say that it, I don't know. I feel like we need we need we need heat here. Like we need not heat. We need like a like a build here. Like well, they're kind of feuding, but it doesn't feel like a like a match for a title feud at Hell in a Cell. Like we need some sort of like bigger. I don't know. Like Finn Balor's not gonna attack him, but there needs to be there needs to be something. I feel like, hmm, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just like, like what is missing? Um, because the right now the feud is just them welcoming each other and slow clapping and just being like, thank you, I guess. It's a lot of mind games, but it's no, there's nothing like crazy physical about it yet. Yeah. Yeah, and if for a pay per view that's called Hell in a Cell, it needs to be somewhat physical. I feel. Yeah. Mate, how many shows did we have before Hell in a Cell? Um, our our Hell in a Cell pay per view show is on September twenty third. This episode is the eleventh. This is coming out on the eleventh, Mikey. So that would be this episode and next week would be the go home show. Hmm. All right, then we can't do my idea. Okay, was your like a three week idea? No, it was like it was like like a. Because you know, sometimes they do like the matches that are at Hell in a Cell, like a preview match or something like that. I was thinking we can have Balor and Nakamura, but I don't think we could do that on the Go Home Show. That feels like it has to be a couple weeks in advance, at least. Well, what if we do Nakamura and Wyatt next week, and Balor and Nakamura this week? Okay. I, as much as I feel bad for Bray Wyatt not putting him on the show, that could be. Like we to build up a, a Balor Nakamura feud. Yeah, maybe we maybe we have that announced as like, like before going into SmackDown. Like we have the match of like Finn Balor Nakamura Hell in a Cell preview match or something like that. 
Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's our main event. It's the first time it's happening on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Like it's still being our main event. Nakamura versus okay, so so scratch Wyatt. Sorry, Bray. Maybe something mm-hmm. else happens backstage that's creepy, or maybe another match that he has. We'll we'll find out. But mm-hmm. um, Nakamura versus Balor. Um, okay, that's fine. Uh, what happens in this match, and who, if anyone, gets the win? Um. Maybe Nakamura wins by some uh, heelish means. Well, I was going to say Balor Balor wins, because if he wins, then he definitely has a shot at the United States title because he just beat the champion. You are correct. I like that better. And Balor Balor gets a win over Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Maybe Shinsuke tries some dirty stuff, but Balor counters it and gets out of it and stuff. Yeah, Shinsuke tries to go for a... uh... A, um, a, a low blow. Oh, yes, thank you. A low blow. Balor is able to get out of the. I guess get, sort of get out of the way. I guess, and yeah. does that like sort of like inverse DDT thing he does. Mm-hmm. Um, then coup de gras, the top ropes, two diving feet right under Shinsuke's tummy. Oh, my cat has joined me on on, on commentary. What do you think about Nakamura Balor? Hey Hubble, Hubble, what are you, what are you thinking? He's licking my finger. He's he's he he likes it. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, we did it. Uh, <laughs> Your cat likes it. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeats. Oh, sorry, ba- Finn Balor then good coup de gras off the top rope. Shinsuke Nakamura um, uh, 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 takes the pin, and Balor wins the match, um, and and gets a uh, United States title opportunity. Oh, I, let's say after the match, Finn Balor goes on mic and says. Uh, uh, thanks for the warm welcome to SmackDown. Here's your warm welcome to the Balor Club. Ooh, here's your welcome. I like the warm. Thank you for the warm welcome to SmackDown. But here's your warm welcome to the Balor Club. And then he does the. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yes, I like that. 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 Um, I like that a lot. Okay, I like it a lot, Mikey. Um, when we come back, we will book even more of our show, show number four. Uh, stay tuned after the break. We'll be right back. And we are back on hit the books we have our show opener our main event being shinsuke nakamura the united states champion versus finn balor with finn balor winning definitely deserving a title shot if he's beating the champion we have another tag match we need to put on this card we have a backstage segment we need to put on this card we got a bunch of other rivalries we need to put on this card mikey what are we gonna do how are we gonna do it i love you let's do it too can we can you tell if my energy's up? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's put this tag match in here. I mean, right off the bat, I would argue that this tag match should be match number four, and then we could put that Aiden English Rusev um, um, backstage segment in between four and five. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way right now. So that is Rollins and Styles versus... Owens and McIntyre. Who wins this match? 
which is a very tough decision. Or should we move on to another thing and figure that whole situation out? Um, I think we can move on for a second because I just wanted to talk about um, English and Rusev. English and Rusev, okay. Um, I was so I pitched this backstage segment because I'm trying to set up Rusev versus Elias at Hell of a Cell. Yes, I agree. Okay, cool. With, with Figured you're on the same page with that one. Yeah, yeah, and then we're also gonna have Aiden English on a pole, right? Oh, absolutely. Aiden English <laughs> in a shark cage. <gasps> Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's not interfering. Is is the shark cage match the new, the modern on a pole match? The, the new on a pole match, I think. It's it's like an on a pole match with a person <laughs> instead of an object. That's like the only way to do a person being on a pole. There's a person in a shark cage. Yeah, a person in a shark cage is basically a person on a pole match. Uh, Mikey? I'm not going to lie when I say this, Mikey. Rusev versus Elias of Aiden English in a shark cage. Sounds like a match. I'm gonna let that sit. I'm gonna let that simmer. Put that on the back burner in my mind, and come back to that one later. Hold on. <laughs> the more I think about it, Mikey, I'm not gonna lie. The more I think about it, I'm like, actually. Oh, what did I do? That means I need to step away. Okay, so yes, we're on the same page of a Rusev Elias match in Hell in a Cell. I am in total agreement on that. Okay. Um, maybe we can make that official next week. Mm. But we do need. We should probably make a match official here. Um, we have a cut. We have. We have three more spots for matches or two to three more spots for matches. What are we thinking here? We also need to do something to get to, we have to, we have to put Bailey and Jax over is what we need to do. Yeah, because they need a match. Okay. Okay. They don't need a match. Cause they had one last week, but like what okay. they need something. I hate this pitch. Oh God. It's, no, I, I hate it because it's terrible. I like what if we just since we have two episodes between now and Hanasel. What if we just did like Bailey versus Sarah Logan, and then like Liv Morgan versus Nia Jax next week, and Helena sells another tag match between them. Sure. And just put that on the and just put that on the pre-show. Sure, we can do that. Like I don't, but the problem is I don't like it. I mean, when you, I feel like. The thing is, if you're booking, like, like in WWE, they have to book shows every week, constantly, all year, no breaks, right? Yes. So, they can't all be good. <laughs> We're giving ourselves the pass. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just, we should try to make it as good as we can. I want to make it as good as I can because I like the ba- like the Bailey Jacks like matches make sense, but they're like it's just lazy. I feel like on our part, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm in agreement. Let's let's step away for that. Let's think of other stuff. What do we? What can we do? Oh, I have an idea. Okay. Here's a pitch, Ms. TV with Mike Canellis. I was thinking of Mike Canellis match with Ms. in the corner. On in the corner, I mean in a shark cage. <laughs> Or on a pole, or an on a wheelchair. <laughs> we can do Mike Canales. In Mike Canales match, I like more. I'm I just like thinking Mike Canales versus Sin Cara, because we haven't used Sin Cara yet either. That is true. We have not used Sin Cara yet. Mike Canales versus Sin Cara. Have him beat Sin Cara to show like 
My Canellis is back, baby. My Canellis is back, baby. Okay, uh, match number two then. We'll put that in the match number two slot. Mm-hmm. And then Miz could be in Canellis' corner. Maybe Miz can distract Sin Cara somehow. Canellis can win via distractione. Uh, is is um, Dan Bryan get involved in any way? Does Dan Bryan get involved in any way? <sighs> is how about how about he's just in the the Sin Cara's corner? Okay. Like, okay. What if Dan Bryan and Miz are on commentary? <laughs> no way we could do there's how well he can't he's well i guess he is in a wheelchair so why not put him on the commentary i think it de- i think it depends on our finish in this match like miz could sit next to uh cory and of course brian gets it next to like saxton and like the the people who aren't the heel announcers that's true that's true uh here's my other pitch okay if we're coming out like Mike Canales is the Miz's new rookie, new protege, if you will, mm-hmm. should he be on commentary or should he be like by on at ringside? Oh yeah, you're right. He should be. More, I think he should be at ringside then. Like the like the idea that that he is like helping like I guess train sort of helping this guy be the best WWE superstar he can be. Shouldn't he be sort of like? there with him or is the Miz that is the Miz one to be like I'm helping him by watching his match on commentary you know he would be though you know who he is yes he's like he could go back and watch this later and listen to my commentary he'll have helpful advice it's like what it's like listening to a podcast while watching a match it's like exactly. listening to you listening to you it's like listening to idiot Saxton but instead of idiot Saxton you get the genius Miz and I feel like Miz would also like being on commentary more because it puts him in the spotlight more as well, you know? Ooh, yes, that is correct, sir. Because he gets to, to, like, him... talk and be, like, a personality on TV instead of just kind of being in the corner and yelling some random stuff to Mike Canellis. He can have all the attention on him as well while under the ruse of helping Canellis. That is true. That is very, very accurate and very, very true. So, Mike Canales versus Incaro with the Miz on commentary. Is Dan Bryan on commentary, or is he in Sin Cara's corner, or is he involved at all? I don't know if Dan Bryan gets involved at all. Maybe after. I don't think he gets involved in the match. Maybe he comes out afterwards somehow. Is he at ringside at all? Mm, I don't know. Would Would Sin Cara go up to Dan Bryan backstage and be like, Hey, do you want to be in my corner tonight in case... The Miz does anything foolish. Probably not. Is Sin Cara that smart? Uh, I hate that I asked that question. I don't think I don't think it's him being smart. I think it's just a matter of like we haven't established that between Sin Cara and Daniel Bryan yet. Like, there's no like we, we haven't like there's no like friendship there or anything. It's just kind of like random. Yeah. For Sin Cara yeah. to go up to Dan Bryan and be like, "Hey, want to be in my corner?" That's true. That is fair. That is fair. Okay, so Canales versus Sin Cara. Uh, what's the finish? Who wins? I think Canellis wins due to a Miz distraction. Okay. With someone that is playing that they have a severe retirement heavy leg injury uh, and they're sitting on commentary, how do they distract? How does the Miz distract Sin Cara or the, or the referee? Or how does the Miz cause a distraction? Ooh, what if he like, like one of the announcers or like, what if he 
pretends to hurt his leg, and he, like, kind of lays on the floor, and he's like, ah, ah, and he's making, like, a whole scene. Yeah, like, oh, 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 yeah. What if... And, and the ref's <laughs> like, dude, what the hell? Or shouldn't, well, shouldn't the ref go towards his aid? Yeah, that's what, like, the ref comes out the ring, and he's like, you okay? Yeah, yeah, and they, and they get the, tra- and he tries to get the trainer out there, and Canelis yeah, yeah, yeah. does a... Low blow. <laughs> Got nothing. Um, I can't do a low blow because Nakamura. That's in Nakamura's thing. Maybe. Oh, what if Maurice is like in the stands and she and she does what she did with Miz at SummerSlam and hands Canellis some brass knuckles from the crowd. Ooh, because in our universe that match did take place, mm-hmm. and so Maurice could be there or. Maria. Ooh. <laughs> or Maria Canellis, who I believe is currently injured. I don't know what with. She was she, uh, she she I think she broke her wrist. She broke her wrist? Yeah, she was tra- she... she was healthy and training to get back. While she was training to get back, she broke her wrist. Okay. So she could totally be there. Yeah, she could be there. She could have like a cast on. Like she's there. She she, she she can't wrestle. Yeah, she definitely she definitely I'm looking at her Instagram. She definitely has a broken wrist. But she is sort of still training. But I don't know how much longer she's going to have a broken wrist. But we could certainly have her hand off stu- brass knuckles. I agree. It is, it, so let's say Maurice and Maria are in the, in the stands. Oh, but I do like the Miz feigning injury. Yeah. Yeah, the Miz can, like, feign an injury. Hmm. Hmm. So many options, Mikey. So many options. Um, what works best? What works best for the story we're trying to tell? Honestly, I think we, we I think we drop Maria Maurice. I think we drop that. I think we stick with 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 the Miz feigning injury. And then Mike Canellis could win with a roll up on Sincara. Yeah, like a roll up or like a Ooh, or maybe while the ref is distracted, he takes the turnbuckle pad off and then throws Sankara into it. Ooh, I like that. He, like, what he is, like, unties what is... one of the turnbuckle pads, and then Sankara, like, runs into it and bounces his head off, and then he gets, like, a, a roll-up pin. What is Mike Canellis' finisher? <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I'm looking it up now. Let's see. He hasn't been on TV in so long, I don't even remember. Uh, it's a move called the Power of Love. <laughs> it's a, essentially a Samoan driver. So it's you put he puts him on the shoulders, and then instead of like uh, attitude adjustment where he puts him to the side, he sort of like throws them in front of them. Okay, so he takes off the turnbuckle pad, Sinkari's head bounces off of it, and he hits the power of love and wins the match. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, he wins with the power of love. Okay, he wins. <laughs> I never thought about how ridiculous that sounds. <laughs> what do you mean? Mike Canellis wins via the power of love. <laughs> it's like a Cards Against Humanity card. <laughs> um, so the Miz uh, feigns injury, like he he gets up, like say like, oh, okay, okay. Well, how does Miz feign injury? So let's say they're on the outside. Maybe oh, maybe Canellis pushes Sinkar into the table, and like the table, quote unquote, hits Miz's leg. Yes, 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 yes. So, so Mike, so Canellis, uh throws Sin Cara 
into the announce table area, causing the Miz to to feign injury. Um, ref comes over. Canellis removes the turnbuckle pad, which of course exposes um, the the metal part underneath it. And metal against face or skull will be painful. Um, very much painful. Um, he he throws Sin Cara into that. Power of love. One, two, three. Win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, does Dan Bryan get involved in any way after the match? Um, uh, Maybe not. Maybe there's... A, I was thinking maybe a backstage segment where Miz could be going down in the wheelchair with, like, Mike Kanellis, and then uh, Dan Bryan comes out, and he's like... Miz, I see you're teaching your rookie to cheat just like you did. Uh, not cheat, win at any cost? Or b- win by any means? Yeah. Interest. Ooh. Well, then he, the Miz would admit to that. The Miz is admitting that he's he he essentially cheats to win. Maybe. No. Maybe he could be like, he didn't cheat. He just took advantage of the distract of like, he just took advantage of his, he, he took advantage of his opportunity. He he took the opportunity. He took the opportunity that you never did. Ooh. He, he, he always, the Miz always is throwing it back to Dan Bryan. Mm-hmm. He's an opportunist, unlike you. Okay, okay, and that's and that's immediately following the match, right? Yeah, it's like it's like they, it's like Miz and Canellas go to the back, and Bryan is just there, like disappointed dad style, just like <laughs> disappointed dad style. Okay, so that's a backstage segment. That is, that is uh, uh, Dan Bryan. Okay, well, while I write this down, t- tell me about another storyline. Tell me about another match you want to play here. Um, so I was thinking, uh, we need to get we still need to get ourselves out of this Lynch Carmella Charlotte rut we're in. Yes, that is accurate. We are in a situation where the storyline. Feels like it's a Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair match at Hell in a Cell, but the title's on Carmella, so she obviously has to defend it, presumably. So how do we get ourselves out of it? What if Carmella has a match tonight? Not for the title. Carmella just has a match. Okay. Then afterwards, she's bragging about how she's a champion. Well, she wins this match, let's say. She's bragging about how she's a champion, and she beat Charlotte Flair twice. And Mella's money, and blah 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 blah. SmackDown is money. Yeah, Mella's yeah. money. The title is money. And Charlotte comes out because she is sick of it. it. Beats the absolute tar out of Carmella. So bad that unfortunately she won't be able to make it to Hell in a Cell. Then interesting. We can set up Becky versus Charlotte number one contenders match inside the cell. Interesting. Write her off storyline wise, but but she still holds the title. She is not vacating it. No, 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 no. She's not that badly injured that she has to vacate it. She's just hurt enough that she's not going to be able to make it to Hell in a Cell. Hmm. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like she'll be back in action in a couple weeks, but she's just missing the pay per view, so she won't be able to defend the title. So we can have our Becky Carmel or Becky Charlotte Hell in a Cell match. Hmm. Interesting thoughts. That's a that is, a, that is quite the booking. What if 
who who would who would she face? Who would Carmela face? Because I have an alternate pitch based on that idea. Okay, give it to me. Carmela versus Becky. Okay. Carmela versus Becky with Becky winning. Okay. Becky has a win over the champion. Charlotte has a rematch clause that has yet to be used. Mm-hmm. And Carmella and, and the two of them hate each other. That is a lot like the fatal four-way feud we kind of have already. Okay. And 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 our finish, you Balor Nakamura. Uh, shit. Hmm. That is a lot like our Nakamura Balor and our fatal four-way matchup reasoning. I don't like it then. Oh boy. Oh boy, Mikey, this is a toughy wuffy. That's why I was thinking yeah. that the champ comes out on top in a match for a second. Yeah. Like she comes out on top, she wins, she does her bragging. Yeah. Why would Charlotte come out to beat her up though? Because she's bragging, bragging, she keeps ripping on Charlotte and she's like, I beat Charlotte Flair twice. And then Charlotte maybe comes out and she's like, Alright, listen. I don't know, because it's like why would is Charlotte essentially taking out her anger on Becky? Yeah, I don't know. To an to an ex, to an extent, man, this is really we backed ourselves into a corner with this one. Huh? We we are we are severely backed into a corner. We've never had this during our test episodes, Mikey. We're always on top of it. Yeah. The the booking the the, the I'm telling you, Mikey, this long term randomizer bullshit of controversy. And 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 whatever else the other one was, uh, I guess just controversy. That one is really screwed up for a women's title picture. It has. It is amazing how much it actually is like thrown us for a loop here. Do we give Do we give up on our Charlotte Becky Hell in a Cell dream for the title? <sighs> I think we have to. I'm not happy about it, but I think we have to. Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! Ah! Uh. Huh, damn it. Okay. Um. A triple threat match Becky, Carmella, and Charlotte. Which is just the same match that happened at SummerSlam. Liter- it's literally the same match! There's no unless we make it a hell in a cell match. Make it a triple threat. Mm-hmm. But it's it's gonna be the same match with the only difference being that Becky's a heelish person. All right, so let's think about this. So Becky lost her title shot, right? That she lost the match at SummerSlam. Yes. Has she really done anything to have another title shot since then? Well. Um, no, she beat up, La- she, she won a match against Lana, so she, she has a, she has a good record going for her. I would say Charlotte has a rematch clause. Charlotte still has a rematch clause that she has not used. Uh, plus Becky has been, Becky attacked, well not attacked, but I guess, but, but, uh, 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 uh let me see, hold on, let, let me go back here. Uh, Becky... The reason Carmella won her title is that Becky attacked Flair, allowing Carmella to win, but then Becky beat up Carmella following that first match. 
then last week after Becky's match, Charlotte and Becky fight each other again with Becky throwing Charlotte onto Carmella. So Carmella's reasoning. So Charlotte has a Becky hasn't done anything to sort of deserve it. It's sort of as if, as if Car if Carmella wants to fight Becky. But does Carmella want to fight Becky? No, Carmella doesn't want to fight anybody. Yeah, that's how I feel about the situation. Um, she doesn't necessarily. I mean, she certainly might want to. This, I mean, she's she's cocky, so maybe she wants to say that like I beat Flair, I can certainly beat Becky. I could definitely beat Becky, and then maybe Becky comes out. And let's say like, let's have the match right now. Yeah, Becky comes out all angry, and they have a we have Becky versus Carmella. In a title match? Maybe not in a title match. Should it be a title match? Uh, well, if it's a title match, we're definitely doing what Charlotte did, which was just sort of like demand a title match and then win one match and then get it. Yeah, that seems bad. That seems bad, especially for Becky. Yeah, because her whole thing is that she, going to SummerSlam, she essentially won a tournament. Not really a tournament, I believe. But she just beat up. She she won matches against all the other women. She she worked hard and earned it. So Becky is the culmination of. She is the person that's worked hard for this. Charlotte is just sort of handed this title match, won it, and then Becky is not going is not going to be happy. Doesn't want want her to just constantly just win these things. Just she's just that great that she can just be handed things. Becky has to work hard for things. Mm -hmm. So Becky has to. Be Becky has to work for it. So Becky... so, so And Charlotte essentially has already earned it because she lost. She earned the t this title match versus Carmella and Helen Cell because she lost the title so she's earned the rematch clause. Mm -hmm. Becky has to earn it. What if the Helen Cell match is just... Not the Helen Cell match. The Helen Cell pay-per-view match is just Carmella versus Charlotte Flair for the title. That works. And Becky's not involved. But she's gonna get involved some way, right? Of well yeah. As the special guest referee. <gasps> That's not bad. Or or even better We put her in a shark cage. <laughs> Hang her from the top of the cell. <laughs> As the special guest referee, Becky Lynch. Special guest referee in a shark cage in Hell in a Cell. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Becky has to make all the refing decisions from the shark cage. <laughs> no, but I like Charlotte versus Carmella, Hell in a Cell, Becky special guest referee. Not a Hell in a Cell match. You don't think so? Oh yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think Carmella Charlotte is in Hell in a Cell. Just a regular match with Be Becky special guest referee. Yeah. However, if it was if it was Charlotte and Becky, then it would absolutely be Hell in a Cell. Oh, almost definitely. I almost wish that this was the SummerSlam matchup and that we would then go into the Hell in a Cell matchup. Yeah. I like Becky being special guest referee, though, because then she basically gets to, like, hand-pick her next opponent. Like, she could, like, if she wants Charlotte to win, she could fast count for Charlotte. If she wants Carmella to win, she can fast count for Carmella. So, like, no matter what she does, she could basically call it and angle it whatever, whichever way she wants to give the advantage to... You know, whoever she wants to win the match or whoever she wants to take the title from. But this is Becky Lynch we're talking about. She has to earn it. She has to, she has to strive and work hard for it. How does she get 
the special guest referee spot. If 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 there's a way she gets it, how can we do a, a, some sort of match here, or something, with with Paige or something, our general manager? How do we get it so that Becky has? Okay, well let's say announcement: Charlotte Flair versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Title tonight or at Hell in a Cell. At Hell in a Cell, that's that's obvious. That's the obvious match, and we start promoting that. Obviously, because that's like, okay, rematch clause for the title. How do we get Becky involved? How does Becky earn her way into special guest referee position? <laughs> it's a tough one because, I mean, you can just make her the referee. I was like, maybe she goes to Paige and it's like, hey, Paige, got a pitch for you. <laughs> Would, would would Paige accept that? Like, Paige just be like... No, here's her explanation. So she goes to the page, and she's like, I want in on this match. And Paige is like, no. Because you haven't... You earned your spot at SummerSlam, but since then you've lost. And the only person you've beat is Lana, who has nothing to do with the title picture right now. So, like... No. And then she's like, what if I'm the referee? Interesting. And Paige is like... I don't know if I could do it. And she's like, listen, listen, listen. I beat I beat the snot out of both of these women in the ring. Or, out of both of those women. And I don't think there's anyone better to make sure nothing goes wrong. To make sure Carmella doesn't cheat, as she has in the past. And that Charlotte doesn't attack anyone from behind like she did to me at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And she kind of pitches her case to Paige. And makes it sound pretty convincing. Uh, Becky is just like you know that I should be in that title match at Hell in a Cell, and Paige yeah, is like, you know that should be me. And Paige is like, I whether or not I agree with you, I'm, I'm, I'm not dealing with another number one contender bullshit sort of like <laughs> craziness again, referencing the world heavyweight title picture. Yeah, she's like, you know what, you're in the match, but you're not competing. What about this? Okay. I don't, know if, I don't know if this is a great pitch. Hit me with it. Becky says, I should be the number... You know I should be in this match. Paige is like, well, well, you haven't... You lost the match at SummerSlam. You did not win the title. And you've just been sort of attacking people. As I don't know if you should necessarily deserve to be in it. So and I'm not doing another one contendership thing, Becky. Charlotte gets a rematch clause. That's that. Becky's like, well, I need, you, I need to be in there. Paige is like, well, if you can figure out a way to put yourself in the match... Then go for it. <gasps> what if we don't announce it? Oh my god. What if at Hell in a Cell, like, it looks like a normal match and the referee is in the ring and Miss Straight Fire Becky Lynch runs in with a ref shirt and just takes out the referee. Oh boy. Or she just takes out the referee and takes his shirt. <laughs> or just he just doesn't take out the referee and over the over the thing it was like as per order of the SmackDown general manager page. That's um, better. <laughs> uh, referee Mike Kyoto, whatever the referee is, Charles Robinson will not be the referee of tonight's match. It's none other than 
Well, Becky Lynch. She comes out in the stripes. I like it. I like that better than mine. But, like, yeah, there's no announcement until Hell in a Cell. Like, like, Paige leaves it off of, if you can find a way to get yourself in this match, then do it, and then leaves. And then that's where we leave off. Yes. And then at Hell in a Cell, she comes out with the ref shirt and is the special guest referee. Yes, I like that a lot. So I assume this can be another backstage segment. Yeah. Um I'm going to I'm I'm going to make the call here Mikey. We're going to have three backstage segments here. I'm going to say we lose one of these match spots. So we only have four matches. So I'm just going to do a lot of We we love our backstage segments here at Hit the Books. Hey, we got to advance the storyline somehow. So Becky talks to Paige, says she should be in the match. Paige agrees but says essentially that she has to be fair to Charlotte. She has a rematch clause. If Be- but if Becky can find a way into the match, then go for it. We're setting up the idea that Becky is going to like essentially like muscle her way into it. Instead of Becky's smart, she's going to be the referee. I like it a lot. I like it What if she doesn't lot, actually beat up the referee, but she comes out in a referee shirt that's way too big, implying that she beat someone up to be the ref? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. Um, we'll figure that out on our September 23rd episode of hit, Hell in a Cell Hit the Book Special. Um, we got one more match left. We got to finish up the show, Mikey. We got one more match left. Who is our opener match? Who is our opener match? What other rivalries do we have? We have Charlotte Becky, Rusev Elias, Miz and Brian, kind of. Time out. We need a women's match. We do need a women's match. Oh, well, we also could use a tag match because we also said last week that the Bludgeon Brothers in the bar would be awesome as a Hell in a Cell match, but we need to earn that Hell in a Cell spot. Hmm, you're right. So we need to do something where they earn it. We also need a women's match. Oh, dang it! (laughs) I thought we had it. I thought we were in the home stretch, Mikey. So we have to decide... Okay, so maybe we save this backstage segment with Paige and Becky for the go home show and have an extra match. Okay, so we can ha- so we can have a tag match and a women's match. Because now that I'm thinking about it, this would make more sense in the go home show anyway. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I think we, maybe we push that to next week and then have the five matches, and then we can do a women's match and the tag match. Yes. Okay. Radical. Yes. 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 Uh, and we'll probably have to mix up the, the card here a bunch mm-hmm. to to get a better idea of what our players are. But, uh, okay, so tag match. We know we got to do a tag match here of of the Bludgeon Brothers. We have to do something. Our goal for somehow is to get the Bludgeon Brothers to... We need we need some sort of aggressive beat-em-up style thing so that it's like a force a Hell in a Cell match here. Okay, so we could do... Maybe we can just put the Bludgeon Bros in a match. Okay. Okay. Like have them fight. Maybe like the Usos. Or the Colognes. Or the Sure. The Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. Yeah, I like that. And I was thinking the bar maybe can come out after. What about the Bludgeon Brothers versus Slater and Rhino? <laughs> you wanna see that so bad, don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me look at our card here. So we have an attack from McIntyre at the beginning. We have feigning injury with the Miz and and and, and dirty tactics by Canellis. 
We have a tag match we have yet to do of even figure out the finish for. And Nakamura and Balor. And, and a sneak attack by Elias as well. We have a lot, a lot of sneak attacks happening here. We need we need some clean wins here. We need some clean matches. So and we need we need some stuff happening where it's like but it's hard to do that. God dang it. I mean, I was thinking maybe like just the 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 Bludgeon Brothers probably squash Slater and Rhino, right? Yeah. Um and then I was thinking like the Bark can come out and hit him with hit 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 the Bludgeon Brothers with their own hammers. <laughs> what if, what if, what if it's the bar versus someone? Okay. And the Bludgeon Bros come out and do their thing. The bar versus the colognes. Sure. You can do that. The bar versus the colognes who are returning, so we're not saying that's a returning match of the colognes. Um they weren't ever they weren't in the tournament. Not say let's I don't want to say that they get a shot if they beat the bar, but they they get on the list, I would assume. They beat the number one contenders if they win, you know. Yeah, because that's true. But I think the bar's winning. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the, the the bar versus the colognes. Um, let's just say, like on commentary, we don't announce it, but like on commentary, it's like, hey, if the colognes beat them, they're they beat the new normal contenders. Shouldn't that they weren't in the tournament? Shouldn't that mean that they're the new normal contenders or whatever? What? Anyways, the bar, and then what happens? The Bludgeon Brothers comes out and beat them up. Oh man. The bar are heels still though. God damn it. Why are we why do we <laughs> This is hard. This is so tough. We're in such a freaking pickle. We got so because many we're heels. We're gonna turn them at Hell in a Cell, it's fine. We got so many heels. We got so many freaking like uh like attacks from each other and, and, and I'm saying this Christ. could be the start of their face turn, you know? That's true. Like they get attacked by they get attacked by the Bludgeon Brothers or they get hurt by the Bludgeon Brothers or something. Yeah. Um. And then like they beat the odds and come back and win or something at some point. I don't know. So let's say the Bar versus the Colognes. Um. Who are finally back on TV after months? Um. Let's say the Bar wins. Afterwards, the Bludgeon Brothers come out. They attack each other, and it's like decimating like the announce table breaks maybe the colognes are set up for a match with the bar and then the bar is just doesn't come out and it's just like they're like where's the bar where's the bar and they're just like on the floor backstage oh no yeah yeah we're not on the floor backstage but we just go backstage and we see the bludgeon the brothers bludgeon, attacking the, the, yeah, the bar the bludgeon brothers just beat the tar out of them yeah and they're just literally beating each other like and it's bad like like People are going out of boxes. People are getting things thrown at them, like chairs, scaffolds, mm-hmm. like just random shit. Okay. And then the Colognes could have a match with the Usos instead. Oh, do we replace it with someone else? Yeah, maybe like, maybe like Paige is like, well, now, now what? <laughs> I was gonna say the match doesn't happen, and we have to wait on the Colognes even more. <laughs> oh, okay. We <laughs> tease, can do that. tease the tease the audience of a Cologne return. We can do that, I guess, if you want. <laughs> Why were they timeshare people? Why didn't they? Why didn't they sell perfume? Is that what's happening? With is that their? Is that their? Uh, their bid? No, their gimmick at one point was timeshares. Why did they never sell perfume? That's <laughs> oh, <the> co- <laughs> really good. <laughs> why can't they have the cologne's cologne? I'm. That's what I'm saying, dude. The cologne. The cologne's cologne's. 
That's what I'm saying, dude. I'm saying, okay, so match doesn't, I'm going to say match doesn't happen because the Bludgeon Brothers are just beating up the bar backstage. Yeah, and then, like, the Colognes are like, what, are, what, they go backstage and like, what, what is going on? What are we, Paige is like, ne- next week. <laughs> next week, you can have a match next week. Can that be like a running storyline? Of of the clones never actually returning. The clones <laughs> keep coming for their returning match, but something always happens that messes it up. So, so Paige is always like, next week. I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Every single week the clones come out and just don't get a match. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Bludgeon Bros attack uh, the bar backstage. Uh, 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 Paige promises a match to the colognes next week um okay can can i make a, a an announcement uh, i guess announcement yeah um so next week next week we've already planning this backstage segment we're gonna plan something with bray wyatt can we announce for next week <laughs> later in the show the colognes versus the bludgeon brothers Then have the bar beat up the Bludgeon Brothers. And just have them not be in the match somehow. I'm fine with that. Let's just do that. And then, yeah. Next next week's match. Oh, I think my battery and my keyboard. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe Paige can be like, listen, you can have a match next week, and I promise I'll make it worth your while. And it's like, you you have a match against, uh, uh, like, she's like looking around and she sees the Bludgeon Brothers. She's like, them. <laughs> okay, I love it. Next week Why? we have the like, pan, like against them, they pan over the the Bludgeon Brothers are beating the tar of the, the the bar, and then they come back to the colognes who look horrified. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I can't. I I love it. Okay, so the bar versus the clones. Nothing match never happens. Uh, match number two. We need a women's match in here. This is a long ass episode. We haven't even done the randomizer yet. Let's see. We got a women's match here. Took in the beginning. Hey, that, I, I fucking how dare you? Roman Reigns <laughs> is the big dog, and I'm the big dog because I'm the god, big dog, god, big dog. Hey, but I'm the leader <laughs> of the Shield, so fight me. Um, I'm the fucking universal champ. I'm the champion of the goddamn universe, Mikey. <laughs> You're the Get big at dog. Me. I my spice levels are an all time high. I'm the, the I, biggest dog, the biggest spiciest dog. I'm not only the sp- biggest dog, I'm the spiciest meatball. You're the biggest spiciest dog meatball. <laughs> I'm losing my mind over here. Okay, okay. So, uh, easy women's match. Um, Nia Jax versus uh, 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 Bailey versus Sarah Logan. Sure. Uh, with with obviously Nia Jax and Liv Morgan. Uh, there. Uh, who wins? Bailey. My pitch is Sarah Logan. I like it better. Okay. Uh, Sarah Logan wins. Uh, why? Because um, we've established that 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 Bailey um, that, that uh, Bailey and Jax are a tag team, a formidable tag team. By themselves, though, Sarah Logan wins. But she does she win clean? Shit, does she win clean? God damn it! Probably. Does no one win clean here? The only person that wins clean is Finn Balor so far. No, let Sarah Logan win. Over Bailey, though? Oh, my God. 
I think Liv Morgan causes a distraction on Bailey. Nia Jax attacks Liv Morgan to to like like to defend Bailey, be like you know just like she's on the thing. Nia Jax runs over and throws her down, and then like throws her into the barricade. Sure, we can do that. Sarah Logan roll up. I don't know. Nope, fine with me. Do it. Okay, okay. okay. We also um, have to figure out who wins the Rollins Styles and Owens McIntyre tag match. Yes, so talk to me about that. Do we continue this streak of Styles beating his number one contenders? <laughs> I do not know. Uh, I do have. I do have a pitch for one spot. <laughs> can Can McIntyre tag himself in at one point with a headbutt? <laughs> yes. Just like Rollins throws it. Like Rollins goes to throw Owens in the corner, and McIntyre just headbutts the shit out of Owens. And the ref and the ref like looks around, and he has like a hand on the ropes, and the ref like looks like, around and just kind of goes. He's like tag. <laughs> he does like the thing. You did it. Yeah, you, don't, you, you tag people by touching them. He's like, he tag? touched them. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, but uh, um, no, it'd be funny because it's not like Owens and McIntyre are really a team, you know? Like, like McIntyre just wants his title shot, so he he wouldn't care if he's taking Owens out. That's true. That's true. So who wins? Um, I was gonna I was gonna pitch that Rollins Styles win because after that McIntyre headbutt, Owens gets mad, and it's like. McIntyre's going for the hot tag on Owens, and Owens is like, come on, do it, do it. As he jumps, Owens, like, jumps off the ropes and walks out of the room. He's like, nope. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I like it. Once again, Owens being like, I want no part of this. Yes. I like it. I like it. So, the winners being... Rollins and Styles. That means McIntyre's getting getting pinned on here. By Rollins. By Rollins. Maybe not by Styles, because if he gets pinned by Styles, then that kind of takes away a lot of his cred. That is true. So I think Rollins can get the uh, the old pin, pin here. The, the old, old, the old pin, pin or Rooney? The old 1-2-3. Okay, that's fine. I'm good with that. So Rollins and Styles wins. During the match, McIntyre headbutts Owens. Also, it doesn't hurt McIntyre that bad, because like he did just get like backstabbed. Yeah, in like a way, yeah. like he like he was trying to make the tag so he could win the match, but then he got backstabbed, and it was basically a two on one. So, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's that bad that he eats the pin here. I think it's okay. Okay, I like it. I like it. We have a big heavy show here, a very long episode. We have a big old show here to save time, Mikey. I won't give you the rundown yet. Let's just go straight into the most terrifying part of the show: the randomizer. Um, we want to we wanna make sure that we can emulate the anything-can-happen mentality of WWE. So we have a randomizer here, audience. We have injuries, wellness policy violations, NXT call-ups, gimmick matches like last week. Anything of these could happen, and we must enforce that into our show. We have a stacked show here. I have no idea what we're going to do. I believe last week it was your turn to do the randomizer, Mikey. So th- this week is mine. So I'm ready to hit our randomizer to see... What happens if anything happens? I am literally terrified. <laughs> this randomizer is the most scariest thing I have ever been a part of. Oh my god. <laughs> Nothing happens. Have a great show. Oh, thank god. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so we have audience. We have obviously some some things like injuries and, and heel turns and stuff happens, but also nothing could happen. Uh, so we have nothing happens sometimes, have a great sometimes show. Sometimes they just like the show and they're like, perfect. The problem being, Mikey, when nothing happens have a great show happens. Oh, 
we have to take it off. We have to. We agreed in our show that we have to take nothing happens have a great show. Those are the only ones we take off. We leave gimmick matches. We leave everything else. We only take off nothing happens have a great show. So to increase the chances of something happening. Yep. So next, this is for you, fans. So there are five. Nothing happens. Have a great show. Now there are four because we have used one of them, and then they'll restock after we use all five. Also, if you want to edit another suggestion for that new missing spot, tweet at us. Tweet us. Go to at hit the books pod. Tweet us and leave a suggestion of of things to add to a randomizer. Uh, but this week, nothing happens, and I am uh, 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 terrified uh of of that i guess but i'm happy that nothing happens because we have a stack show but let's talk about that stack show right here right now mikey to finish out this episode of hit the books episode number four we have our show opener aj styles comes out the wwe world heavyweight champion aj styles comes out talks about how the fact that he's now facing four or sorry not four people three other people uh he doesn't like how owens and rollins attacked him last week um, he doesn't expect much from Owens, but he expects more from Rollins. Rollins comes out defending himself, saying that he just wanted to get what he believes he deserves, and that's number one contendership match, but not only number one contendership match, a dream match. Rollins versus AJ Styles. It's what Rollins wants. It's He knows what AJ Styles wants. It's what the WWE Universe wants. That's the reason he did it. That's the reason he went along with Owens' plan. Owens comes out and says that, uh, you wouldn't be the number one contender. You wouldn't be in that Fatal 4 match if it wasn't for me coming up to you, Seth Rollins, and saying, let's make a partnership. Owens is saying that if it wasn't for me, Rollins, you wouldn't be where you are. So you're welcome. McIntyre comes out out of nowhere and attacks both AJ Styles and Seth Rollins in the ring. He looks, gives those eyes to, uh, to, to Kevin Owens on the ramp. Kevin Owens is like, nope, not having any of this. See ya, bye, and then leaves. Um. Oh, we had to figure out a card here. Are we okay with the, the our card order before I move on, Mikey? Yeah, I think it's fine. Okay. Then next up... Actually, I want to switch these two matches around. If that's fine with you. Yeah, that's cool. Um, next up then will be our one-on-one match of Bailey versus Sarah Logan. Uh, Liv Morgan is on the outside helping out Sarah Logan. Nia Jax is helping out Bailey on the outside. Morgan goes for the distraction. Liv Morgan jumps up onto the ring apron, tries to distract Bailey. Nia Jax comes over, not having it, grabs Morgan off the ring apron and throws her into the barricade. Um, but that distraction did not. Well, the distraction did work because it did distract Bailey, allowing Sarah Logan to get the roll up and pin on Bailey. Match two is, well. It was going to be the bar versus the clones, but that match does not happen because we go backstage as we're waiting for the clones' opponent to come out, and we see the Bludgeon Brothers just decimating the bar backstage. They go through tables, hit, hit them with chairs, pipes. They're big hammers. Big help, big old monster hammers. All Anything they can get your hands on, they're destroying them with. They're bludgeoning them with. Clones run backstage, so they like, find Paige, and they're like, where's, where's our opponent's? Paige is like, ah, uh, 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 looks at the Bludgeon Brothers, looks back to the clones. Those guys. Uh, so next week, it's the Bludgeon Brothers versus the clones. And, and the clones return match that is totally happening next week. That is definitely, absolutely, 100% happening. Match number three, Mike Kanellis versus Sin Cara. Mike Kanellis being the Miz's new protege. The Miz is there 
I guess helping on commentary. Um, Canellis at one point throws Sin Cara into the announce table, causing the Miz to feign an injury, fake an injury. The ref comes over to help out the Miz. Canellis, with the distraction, removes the turnbuckle pad, allowing the metal part of the turnbuckle being exposed. He throws Sin Cara into that metal, that painful metal on bone action. It's, you can imagine how bad that would hurt, folks. But. He throws him to the Sin Cara into the metal, and with his finishing move, Mike Kanellis has used the power of love to win the match. Backstage, Dan, we gotta cut the commercial break. We come back backstage. Dan Bryan sees Mike Kanellis pushing the Miz, who's in a wheelchair. Backstage, they talk about how the fact that hey, what she did out there was wrong. Miz just saying he took his opportunity, unlike you did, and they just continue going. Dan Bryan's upset. That his name is just Dan, and there's no longer form. Next, <laughs> I am Dan Bryan, and we're the best five. <laughs> Next up, we have a tag match: Seth Rollins and AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. At some point in the match, Drew McIntyre tags himself in with a headbutt to Kevin Owens. Um, a very nasty headbutt indeed. Um, at one point. So AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre going for the hot tag on Seth Rollins. Um, and Kevin Owens is there waiting for the hot tag from Drew McIntyre. But he remembers that headbutt from earlier. Steps off the ring apron. Just like, nah, screw you. Rollins comes in. Um, uh, does, I guess, probably just immediately does a... Because Drew McIntyre is there, essentially on his knees, I guess. Drew, Rollins comes in, curb stomps Drew McIntyre. One, two, three, ding, ding, ding. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles win the match. And Drew McIntyre is certainly angry at Kevin Owens. Owens is like on the ramp and he's like clapping for them. He's like, yeah, you go. You got him. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're well. <laughs> he's clapping just like mouthing the words like, yeah, you're, congratulations. You made it. You're welcome. Uh, if, if it wasn't for me. Again, yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't like, for he's me. Like, he's like, if it wasn't for me again, Rollins. You wouldn't have won that match. Um, backstage, Aiden English comes up to Rusev to talk about what happened last week at the sing-off competition between Aiden English and, uh, and, and, and Elias. Rusev, um, is sort of jealous. I really, he's not sort he doesn't say that he's jealous, but he believes that Aiden English is trying to ruin Rusev Day, uh, because of that harmonization that they made. Aiden English gets confused at why he would think that, and he thinks he's just being jealous about, about, they're, they're, it's just vocal performance. He's still on part of Rusev Day because Rusev Day is the greatest holiday. And Rusev is like, I'm not sure. And just he's confused and jealous and, and a lot of emotions happening here. Uh, acting Rusev comes out. Handsome Rusev. Um, but out of nowhere, guitar to the back of Rusev. Ah, nasty guitar. Um, uh, Elias attacks Rusev. Um, just, you know, beat him up. English pulls Elias off of Rusev. Lana, Lana comes out. Lana, Rusev's wife, Lana, comes out and helps up Rusev. And they're just holding each other back. I guess if we wanted to, Mikey, we could also say, like, oh, we announce a, a Elias versus Rusev match for Hell in a Cell. Ooh, yeah, we could do that. And then maybe we can add the stimu- sti- stimulation. Stimulation? Stipulation. Stimulation next week of English in a shark cage. <laughs> English in a shark cage. That's what I'm talking about. Wait, we can't do. There's no way you can do that. Now that I think about it, there's no way you can do that. Why? Oh, because the hell in a cell structure is like there. They just have to lower it. Like they can't be a steel cage also there. Shit. 
That doesn't work at all. So you, you, you got off scot-free this time, Mikey. No shark cages here. But uh, you know what there is room for? A pole? Pole on the turnbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rusev versus Elias at Hell in Cell. Rounding out five matches. Nice, nice matchup. Um, oh, and then uh, uh, Nakamura versus Balor. Nakamura goes for low blow. Balor reverses it, wins the match. Afterwards, he thanks Nakamura for the warm welcome to SmackDown Live, Shinsuke. But after that win, I hope you like your warm welcome to the Balor Club. Finn Balor stands tall at the very end. Does this mean we also have a Shinsuke Nakamura versus Balor at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view? Could be. I'll write that down, and maybe we could enhance on that more um, for the U.S. title, obviously. So that is our episode. Right now we have one. We have Balor versus Nakamura, Rusev versus Elias, Carmella versus Flair, with hopefully Becky as referee, Bludger Brothers versus The Bar, with the possible Hell in a Cell matchup there, a Hell in a Cell match of Fatal 4-Way Styles, Rollins, Owens, and McIntyre, and Brian and Canellis, because he would like to face The Miz, but he cannot... Um, he cannot yet because the Miz is injured, quote unquote. That is one, two, three, four, five, six matches that we have in play. We have to have Mikey um, seven to eight matches, so we have to make one more match, which is perfect. Which is perfect. Which is perfect. Now that I think about it, because after the Go Home Show, our matchup will certainly probably be Nia Jax and Bailey versus Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. And that'll be seven matches. And we're God tier, and I would dab away. But I don't lie. But just like last week, I lost all of my cool kid cred, and I can't dab. So that's them's the. You're not allowed to anymore. I'm. I'm not allowed to. I don't know how vapes work. Dab culture is real. I guess I don't know. I'm losing my mind over here. (laughs) But that is all for this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you everyone so much for listening to episode number four of Hit the Books. For more wrestling fun, you could be a part of the booking community and follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. There's so many things you could do there. Tweet at us at HitTheBooksPod with your ideas of a Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan tag team name. Uh, Tweet at us things that you think could be added to a randomizer, uh, and we'll definitely shout you out there. Take a part in our review polls, our preview polls that happen on Wednesday and Monday, respectively. Uh, Every Monday is our preview poll. Every Wednesday is a review poll. Vote in there, and we'll definitely take those things into account um, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Um, obviously, if you have any questions for us, there's a, there's a, we tweet out every Thursday morn uh, a little a little thread, I guess, sort of. you got to make the thread, I guess, of like, hey, if you got any questions for us about anything, about more BuzzFeed questions, I don't know. <laughs> more BuzzFeed uh, questions we could take. Yeah. Uh, uh, tweet them at HitTheBooksPod. Um be a part of that wrestling community. Follow at Hit the Books Pod and tweet at us all of those things. Um, also, if you if you may, if you can, if you must, go to hit iTunes and leave us a little subscribe. Subscribe. Give us a little subscribe on iTunes or any platform that you have to listen to to uh, a podcast. Give us those. Five Let it be. Stars. Give us those five stars. Leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a review on anywhere you can. Telling people how much you love Hit the Books. Hit us with those five meatball reviews. Uh, we're not Dave Meltzer, Mikey. We are all yeah, about the meatballs, meatballs here. On if you want to, if you if you your question is why do we keep talking about meatballs? Ask it away in our in our in our Twitter question portion on Thursday morning. Ask ask that in that that thing. 
So many things you could do. We have so many things available for you, the listener. So go do that. Review the show. Be a part of the polls. Tweet us randomizer things. Tag team names. Uh, questions. Anything your heart may and must and, and provide. And we just know that we love you, audience, from all the way from uh, New Jersey to Maryland, which isn't that far, really. Just know that Mikey and I love you. We appreciate you lots. And with the power of love... We will wait for you next week on Hit the Books. Until next time, Mikey, we've got two words for you. Book it.